it's Kay here, and welcome to Kay's Corner on our segment of Talk About It Tuesdays. Wow, it's been quite the week since I've last talked to you. So much has been going on and arising, but all in all, um, I'm glad to say that it seems like the dust has been settling since last week. Um, last week, I remember telling you guys you know, about everything that's going on here in America. Well, not everything, but just kind of like hinting at it and telling you, you know, how the season wasn't, well, how the show wasn't going to be that long just because of the weightiness of everything that had been taking place this week. Um, you know, I can say, honestly, I'm in a much better and, you know, lighter place. And so, yeah, I'm excited to bring you guys this week's topic which is the same as last week but um our theme is family and this week's title is family matters um not to impend on anything else you know that is going on again in america right now nor the show but i just really felt the need to title this one family matters to talk about the importance of family and how we grow and shape our families how it all starts uh, from the family and the family system and how it goes abroad. So with that being said, let's get started. So guys, this month is June. Um, Father's Day is, I believe, two Sundays from now, maybe third Sunday, I believe. And yeah, I just thought that it'd be awesome to have the topic of family since that is, since it is, you know, Father's Day month. And um, next week, prayerfully, I'll be having my dad um, as a guest on the show for our um, our monthly guest. He is a very, very interesting man, um, and I love him all the more because of it. And so, yeah, he will definitely be giving us great insight on what he believes, you know, to be a man and how the man and father plays a huge role and impact on the family system. And so, um, why it's titled Family Matters, and growing up, when I grew up, um, well, as I was growing up, from a child, maybe around the age of three, um, I briefly remember, well, I don't remember, I more so have heard stories um, you know, my parents were married, they got married maybe in 1993, and then, um, they separated when I was three, I think maybe 1999, then I think they divorced in 2001, around when I was five, so with all of that, at the age of five, I never really had, well, from then to the age of, you know, well, 23. I never had necessarily my father going in the home with me. Um, and in that, it was, you know, would be deemed as a broken home and system. And so, in America, you know, we see, well, in, around the world, but primarily in America, we can see the family system and we can see the family home in all of um, particularly the African-American community, we can see a lot of 
fatherlessness. We can see, you know, the single mother, um, the plight, you know, of the black person, as they call it in air quotes, and how, you know, the single mother is raising, you know, their child, their children, with no father, um, or, you know, no husband to help, um, really support and raise, and that has become a common thing in our community and now in America as a whole and I believe in that that is the start well that is an extra edge because you know the the start essentially was you know Adam all the way back 28 the fruit so things have been in our soul and sin has been in our life since then but in the family system that can be one of the stepping stones to the foundation um, in our everyday life. And so these things happen, um, they can plague us. And so for me, growing up, I, um, well, I found out later as I got more into God, but I, in growing up, I didn't, you know, I just wanted to stay to myself. I felt like I was by myself. I felt like I was isolated. I felt like I was abandoned. Keyword, you know, I'm saying felt because I actually wasn't, but I had the feeling, I had the spirit that was attached to me that, um, you know, made me feel like I was alone, that made me feel like I was by myself, that made me feel like I didn't matter, and that I, you know, just wanted to be by myself and I didn't want to be with anyone else. So with that mindset, that mind frame and those thoughts um along with it came the spirit of hatred um because i was isolated and by myself growing up i ended up having and growing the spirit of um the the hatred the spirit of hatred in my heart not against you know my family but against everyone um and this was here because the beginning of it was you know with the family but as we see, as we see, um, it it can root and cultivate into everyday life, as, as it did me. So it starts, you know, in our heart as a seed of the family. But in reality, it really was the seed for you know everyone in every relationship in my life and so because I didn't necessarily have you know my dad was in my life but he wasn't necessary like he wasn't as, as I said you know we didn't grow up in the same home um for those permanent years he was there but um you know from the age of, from the age of five and up he wasn't necessarily you know there he you know I would see him he would take me out to eat he would take me you know to hang out with him he would take me to his house you know from time to time but what you know I grew to know of him was you know my father he was there but still necessarily I didn't I knew him and he knew me but we really didn't understand each other as you know the bible says um you know how god knows us when it says you know depart from me 
you work of iniquity for I never knew you we didn't allow each other to come into our hearts because we didn't have that relationship and so we know what relationship is we talked about it in the weeks prior um with friendship and so relationship again just to recap is relating with one another um being able to connect and when you do that that comes through relationship comes from spending time with one another um communication talking to one another getting to know one another and being vulnerable with one another and holding each other accountable um trust is a major factor in this too and so for me um as i can relate to myself it was difficult for me to be able to trust anyone because for me you know my trust had been broken at that age um of three and so since then it was like everything that was building on top of that was just it was you know it was faulty foundation so everything from that it was breaking and it was crumbling and it was hard uh to have anything on top of it because that weight because of the weight because of the weight of the matter because my foundation was faulty um everything appeared from my eyes to be broken the system seemed like it was broken because i was broken and i never would have been able to see it as whole because my soul showed me brokenness because it was broken itself and so i think that's very important for today to realize that whatever and um in in 3 John 1 and 2 it says you will prosper as well as your soul prospers which means you only do as well as your soul is doing you only see clearly as your soul is clear so if your soul is foggy if your soul is dirty if your soul is shattered and broken you're going to see that dirt you're going to see that fog you're going to see that shattered brokenness because that's what your soul is showing you that's what your soul is portraying and so what we have to know and remember is is that in order for us to see clearly we have to allow Jesus into our heart and we have to allow Holy Spirit to cleanse it we have to apply Jesus's blood which holds the dunamis dynamite power to cleanse every wound in our soul so that we then can see you see it's like a mirror any mirror shows a reflection what you look at is what you see if it's cracked you'll see cracks if it's smudged you'll see the smudge and if it's dirty you'll see the dirt you won't be able to see it clearly unless the mirror itself is clear, clean and uncracked. So, what we have to remember is to not allow what's on the inside of us to affect and impact our vision of what is outside of us. 
we have to remember that what we see is not always what we see. And so again, I say to you, family matters. Um, friend, as friendships matter, family matters. Um, first and foremost, because in the foundation of life, everyone, whether if you grew up with a family or if you didn't, the impact of family, you know, is is important. And so I'm going to look up a scripture where it says train up a child in the way that they should go. And see, if you're a Christian, you know, you've heard that all the time. You hear your parents talk about it all the time. And um, in Proverbs 22, in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. I believe we talked about this last week. What we have to understand is, um, well, what parents have to understand is, is everything that you do say and don't do and don't say your children um they watch they watch everything they soak everything up like a sponge and what we have to understand even with that is spiritually everything that a parent is involved in because spirits are spiritual naturally well supernaturally they're able to go into the children if the children are open open to it which naturally children are always open um, to it spiritually just because they still have a pureness in them that doesn't allow them to doubt what is going on in the supernatural realm and so if a a parent has something spiritually going on um, most likely well I'm gonna say most likely but it does have the ability to impact the child or children that they have. It can impact them. And so what uh, Proverbs is saying is that if you, as the parent, lay down a solid foundation, and not your foundation, but the foundation of Christ, lay down that foundation, Proverbs is the book of wisdom, giving them and teaching them godly wisdom, teaching them how to love the Lord with all their heart, with all their mind, and with all their soul and strength, teaching them that and allowing them to know that no weapon that has been formed against them will be able to prosper, they're going to go really far in life, Um, really far in life because you're teaching them biblical principles. You're teaching them not only what about what they see in the natural, but you're teaching them about the things of the spirit because the spirit minds the things of the spirit. We're subject to the spirit of God, all of us, at all times. Um, even when we, or you know, even if there's you know some sort of demon possession, God still is in control over it all in totality. So. You know, when we teach them about the spiritual things, you teach them, okay, this is happening, but let's look at this really. This person's mad, but really what's happening is, is they have a spirit of anger that entered into them, most likely, you know, at a young age. 
a lot of times people when you know they're deemed uh saying that they have hatred or you know if, if there's something you know dealing with lust or something dealing with pride um lying or you know even procrastination all these things most likely are built up within us and attached to us during childhood and and if it's not then it most likely has been passed down through our bloodline um which is how i was saying through the it's through the father but also the mother because the mother um is carrying the child so it comes on both ends and so we have to understand what we're facing we are facing spiritual beings in our natural body and we have to fight accordingly and so why family matters why family is important is because family is the first line of defense for these things if your family teaches you okay be angry but sin not that is a principle to let them know okay you know this happened but you don't have to you know yell at everyone you don't have to want to fight everyone you don't have to go out and you know do something you don't want to do don't you you know to be angry don't eat up all the food in the house because you're mad or sad you find healthy and alternative ways to deal with what you're feeling and so if you don't have someone in your life in your family to do that then you know family is important we have to know our bloodline we have to know our history but there's also a time where you know god places us in families whether it be you know you're an orphan or you're you know anything like that you've been given up for adoption um god will place people in families through fosterhood or adoption and or um he'll place people in friendships and relationships that are help restore and help set them in a good place and i love um one thing one scripture after that is some 68 um in verse verse 6 and 7 it says that God will be a father to the fatherless and um it says the judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation and it says um in Christian Jewish bible it says that he is yeah he is a father to the orphans and a defender of widows so he's a defender he's a father he brings in that fatherhood um so that you know we well those who who feel that they've been orphaned those who feel that they've been given up given up naturally maybe the parent has died or the parents have died or they just feel like the parents have given up on them just altogether they feel like you know they have the black sheep of the family they feel like their parents you know are just sick and tired of having to deal with them maybe it is that you know god wants us not that he wants us to feel that way but 
sometimes he allows things to happen so that when we encounter someone like us, we know how they feel. We have compassion and we can lay, you know, our preconceived uh, thoughts and ideas down and say, hey, you know, I felt this way and God helped me. God became a father, you know, to me. God became a defender for me, you know, when my spouse passed away. That's what it says as a widow. Um, and so, and it also says protector. And so, what we have to know is that God will be there for us. And in verse 7, well, verse 6 and 7, um, it's two different. In Amplified, it's verse 6. Christian Jewish Bible and in the one new man it's verse 7 but it says God places the solitary the solitary that's the lonely those who are lonely those who are alone places those who feel alone in families and that doesn't necessarily mean you know that you know they're they're going to be adopted it could mean that it could mean that they could be fostered but it means that he will bring a group of people around them so that they can have that sense of community, have that feeling of love, have that feeling of appreciation. And it says, God gives places to sol- to the solitary or those who are alone in families and gives the desolate, those who feel like they have no use, those who feel like they have no purpose, he gives them a home to dwell in. And, give- and having a home having a home to dwell in is really important um a lot of times you know it it says the house is not a home what is a home it's not just a building but it is a place where you belong a lot of times in families we can feel as if we don't belong and you know god is allowing us to know yes you know you do belong yes you do have a place that I have called for you and I love it because it a lot of times like I said our families um the first people that we meet on this earth sometimes they can make us you know feel that we don't belong but sometimes they can make us well not they but you know the enemy will make us feel like we don't belong and um you know that shapes our mindset that shapes our framing and it's not the family's fault but you know they have their own things going on we're all human beings we all have things that we encounter we all have wounds that we uh bear in our soul and we have to know and understand that you know these things happen that's not to negate you know, anything, but just knowing that these things happen and trusting and believing that God will bring us through. God is always there for us. God is always there with us. And Jehovah Shammah, um, which means that God, you know, Jehovah is there. God is there. He's always with us. Even in all, everything that we go through, he wants us to know and remember that he will always be there. He will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Not then, not now. 
He's always there with us. And he needs us to know that he places us in the environments that we're in. The love environment. He wants us to encounter love. He wants us to encounter people who reflect his love. He wants us to encounter people who look like him, who love like him, who just want to make you feel like you belong. He has established that for us, and he wants each and every one of us to experience it. But we can't do that until we allow love in. So his perfect love has cast out all fear. So we have to allow his love to come in so that we're no longer afraid. Sometimes we're afraid to allow ourselves to feel this magnitude of love or to allow ourselves to feel, you know, this this community, his presence. And like I said, sometimes, you know, it, it can come from a hurt place or a broken place or a wounded place. Um, from people who have let us down in the past, but we have to know that he is there. Even if no one else is, he is there. And again, for those who you know say, well, I don't know my mom, or I don't know my dad, or I don't know my family, because, you know, you were given up for adoption, or, you know, your parent, your family has died, and you're in a desolate land, you feel like God will send you people who are just like family. And you know what? They matter. They matter too. So he wants us to collectively as one to become unified. We can't, we can no longer be separated. We can no longer be divided. But he wants us to come together. And he needs us to stand as his people. Stand up for him stand up in him and be righteous and be holy and be pure in our love for one another and we the only way we can do that is with him we have to accept him into our heart if we don't accept him into our heart then we can't love and that's just that we really have to understand that God is greater um, above every situation that we'll ever face. God is greater. We have to understand that he wants and has the best for us. And if we do not submit to him each and every time, the people and things that matter most will be gone before we know it. And if they're gone, then, you know, they're they're gone. We can't continue to burn bridges. If we continue to burn bridges, then we'll know, we'll we'll be stuck. We'll be stagnant forever. If you're burning every bridge, how are you going to get to the other side? You need the bridges so that you can keep moving forward. And yes, sometimes you'll have to agree to disagree. That is okay. It talks about that in the Bible. Not everyone will understand you, not everyone will get you, not everyone will agree, and that's okay. It's not about agreement, it's about relationship, it's about love, 
it's about iron sharpening iron once again so that being said thank you all for watching again listening and i think maybe we will do a video of some sort because i keep saying walking i think i'm just used to that but i thank you guys for listening i pray that you all have a blessed week see see you all virtually talk to you all virtually next time bye